With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers To Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Hello, welcome to It's All Cobblers to Me. It's Charles here. Um, This week, something a little bit weird went awry (laughs) during the recording. Uh, Essentially, we got halfway through recording the podcast on Sunday night, and then Danny just disappeared well he didn't because he was still there when we were recording but when we then tried to take the audio so I could go and put it all together and make the podcast his second half wasn't there for some reason so what you're getting this week is a podcast which has both uh, Danny and Chesy with me for the first half an hour and then after the advert break it's just me and Danny and the reason for that is that we're now back here on Monday morning, me and Danny, uh, recording the second half again. <laughs> so hopefully it'll be just as good as it was the first time. But obviously, at halfway, we lose Chesy and we don't really recognise that fact at all. So just bear that in mind. Two goals, three points and up to eighth. That's more like it. Abdul Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not that to three. Hello, welcome to It's All Cobblers to Me, the podcast for fans of Northampton Town by Cobblers fans. Thanks for listening. I'm Charles and with me are Danny and Chesie. Coming up, the Cobblers women are up for the cup and the men are back to winning ways. Before we start this week though, I'd just like to ask you a favour. No, it's not uh, to send me throat sweets to make my voice sound better. (laughs) (laughs) The Football Supporters Association Awards are fast approaching and we need your help to get It's All Cobblers to be nominated for the Club Podcast of the Year Award. You'll find a link to the awards nomination form in the show notes of the podcast. It's on our social media or you can go to the FSA dot org dot uk and follow the directions that are on their website the club podcast award is the sixth award on the list and we'd love for you to vote for us as your number one if we're nominated you'll be able to then vote for us to win the award all the way throughout november so what are you waiting for tell you what pause the pod right now go on 
head over to the fsa.org.uk and nominate It's All Cobblers to Me as Club Podcast of the Year. We'll, we'll wait. Go on, do it now. Off Thanks. your pop. Charles, you said pause the pod and then you said, sent the instructions after you. Uh, yeah, I was wondering that. Oh, <laughs> they no. might have paused the pod and then not known how to get there and then come back and then got all confused. Okay, pause the pod now. <laughs> <laughs> pause it again. Pause it on, again. Day. Right, okay. <laughs> now you've pressed play again for about the fourth time. Welcome back. <laughs> Daddy and Jesse are here waiting patiently to talk all things cobblers. And and to basically help me out, uh, how are you guys? You okay? Good, good. What a jubilant mood this weekend, Charles. Jubilant. Jubilant. Just off my Sunday roast. Cobbler's got three points. The women smashed it again. It's been a jolly good weekend all round. Really has. Yeah. Really has. Jeffy, are you, are you in a jubilant mood as Danny? I am in a jubilant mood. I, I'm feeling very content with all things cobblers this weekend. Slightly less content about the fact that I think I probably have hypothermia from the cold water swimming that I did this morning. <laughs> but feeling fine. Good. Cold water swimming sounds something like that Tim Oglethorpe does in the Nen. I mean, it was <laughs> freezing this morning. So cold. And what were you the worst thing in the was, sea? It was just squeaky bottoms around. So the worst thing was about the whole thing... <laughs> was that the farmer was spreading muck, which <laughs> when it's already difficult to breathe because it's so cold, when you're breathing in what can only be described as manure. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it was quite a challenge. <laughs> but it was like, you, can't do, you can't do anything in Watch It without getting a farmer involved, can you? No, literally. <laughs> go, for, go for a glass of, a pint of a glass of milk? A pint of milk from the <laughs> shop. Farmer, traffic jam, ducks. Pigs, pheasants. Pheasants, pheasants, pheasants. Yeah. Oh, near misses pheasants. with pheasants constantly. Oh, I, I know last week you suggested it, didn't you, Danny? But, you know, pod pod trip down to watch yes. it. Pod outing. I, yeah. I, I really want to do it. It's but maybe like maybe kind of not to go opera. and... <laughs> it sounds <laughs> like it every week. <laughs> uh, I, do, I do like it. I mean, can you confirm or deny, were you in the sea? No, no, don't be ridiculous. Right. In the sea? I'd, well, put it this way, Charles. If I was in the sea, I'd be halfway to Wales within 10 seconds because it's the second quickest tide in the world oh, where right. we live. So if I got okay. in the sea, I'd be just away, gone. You'd never hear from me again. So, you know, water safety and all that. I go in a actual swimming pool, um, but it's a, a very cold swimming pool. Oh, is it the same swimming pool you normally use? Is it the Lido? Yes, but they've just okay. turned the heating off, which I oh. think is an outrage. <laughs> I'm joking. They're amazing. They're such a good community <laughs> little pool. I we love them. I'd be hugely surprised if they're listening. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, that old cobbler's podcast. Oh, being mean about us again. <laughs> we love them. They're great. Oh, speaking of people we love, Ooh. Danny. Oh yeah, not not That's you. Nice. Just... <laughs> uh, no, it's Neil's birthday this week. It is Neil's birthday. Not all week, just today. Yeah, we today, as we're recording, it's Neil's birthday, which is why he's not here. He popped down to London to go and watch the Miami Dolphins against the yeah. Jacksonville Jaguars. Well done, Charles. I think you got that right. <laughs> I assume you. this is um, NFL and not some sort of weird animal fight that's going on. <laughs> Dolphins versus Jaguars. Which, which knowing Neil, it could be. Deck. It could be either. <laughs> and this was at the at the um, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, I believe, wasn't it? It yeah. was. Yes. Yeah. 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 Nice. It looks nice very job. good from the pictures. It does. Yeah. I'm, I hope he's having a good time. Happy birthday, Neil, and all that. So do I. I, I hope he's had a fabulous time. I mean, go to a sporting event and and spend. You know, seven hours to watch about 30 minutes of actual sport. What more could you want? What more could you want? Yeah. I, I know that actually there's there's quite a few Cobblers fans um, that have gone to that particular event. Um, my friend Tim, him and Come the on, family Tim. went. Come on, Tim. Uh, and Iceton Pocock I also saw. Um, I didn't see him. I, I saw on social media that he was there. So um, I wonder if they all met up. A cobbler's huddle. Cobbler's huddle (laughs) at the Spurs Stadium. Yeah. Very good. Maybe, maybe, because I I believe that there is a tribute to Walter Tull there as well. 
at the new stadium. Maybe they all mess is that, up. And, is that next weekend, know. is it? Is that is that a tribute show to, to like some sort of musical? Yeah, Elton John's performing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of what we're told, by the way, yeah, um, I got a message earlier from one of my friends who uh, said, Cobblers are on Songs of Praise. What? <laughs> I was like, what, what are you talking about? They can't be on Songs of Praise. Turned it on. Um, it's um, for Black History Month, so they did a bit on what at all. Um, oh, brilliant. That's yeah, brilliant. Was, That's so good. I, re- <laughs> I rewound it a little bit. Um, they started off, uh, the guy was walking along by Six Fields and found the memorial. He, uh, his was, first it, sent- was it, was it, was it Alan? It the, wasn't the Alan, snowman. I don't think. I don't think so, no. no? Oh. Um, but he said, his first line was, Many great players have pulled on the colours of Northampton Town. And I'm sat there like, come on, come on, do your research, come on. <laughs> start, <laughs> start, all over start, again. start out with a lie. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say a lie, I would say an exaggeration. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done, Jeffy. Nicely done. <laughs> oh, was it good? I might go back and watch that on iPlayer. Very good. Was it was it a long feature? Uh, not too long, no, but it's nice. Nice to get a little mensch. It's good to have recognition for something like that. It's important. It is. You're right. You're very right. It's also important to have recognition of when the cobblers win a game. Yeah. It doesn't happen that often. <laughs> Let's recognise it. Let's recognise it right now. Cobblers 2, Mansfield nil. Yes. That's more like it. Much uh, Mans- more like it. Mansfield set the tone early on. I don't know if you saw this, any of you, but with their kickoff. Comedy guy. <laughs> Straight out of touch, wasn't it? <laughs> One of the greatest kickoffs I've ever seen. It's literally, I think they thought the ref was a player, but they just like passed, they didn't even lump it upfield and it went out of play. They passed it backwards to someone on the wing and it's completely mistimed it or something. It's gone straight out. I think that, that was the, that's the sort of thing that happens to us when we're in a bad patch, isn't it? That, uh, it's it's nice to say that it that. isn't just us that it yeah. happens to. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> Harsh but fair. <laughs> oh, dear. no! I, I, do you know? I, I've watched most of the game back um, before coming on to record the pod, and um, I, I, like, I, I mean, I, di- I didn't listen to the match because I was busy. Um, How dare on you? Saturday, I know, terrible, <laughs> but um, family stuff. So therefore, it was like. Okay, I, I was just getting my updates from mainly you guys and the slackers. Um, Patreon.com voice has cobbers to me if you want to join that. And it was nice to see a few people on there still, you know, across so you guys and then the slack. Weren't massively impressed still with the quality of the game. Not necessarily the cobbler's performance, but just the quality of the game itself. And yet, I'm watching it. I mean, it's fairly comfortable, but there were still moments where I sort of sharp intake of breath. Like there, there was definitely a free header that Mansfield had in the first half from across, which I was a bit like, oh, if they were Forest Green, for example, at the top end of the league, that would have been a goal. But because of where they are and the poor form they're in, we're the ones that get lucky. I think. I think it's important to measure it in terms of the fact that you can only play what's in front of you, right? Um, And there's no other way to describe it, but Mansfield were atrocious. Um, And, you know, we simply just did what we needed to do to beat them. And that's absolutely fine. There's nothing wrong with doing that. I think it was a very steady building block. There's definitely work to be done. But we need to just kind of take confidence from the fact that we did keep them at bay. I mean, they were fairly, I don't know, in... That they didn't show anything up front at all, really. And um, there's no intent in their football. So I just think that it's so important to get those results and get them convincingly and actually do something within that game. You don't have to run around like Barcelona when you're playing Mansfield because there's just absolutely no need for it. Um, you know, but you do you, you just play what's in front of you and if and if they're poor, you, you just gotta score more goals than what they do. And I think we did a good job at that. And I think we just take every result as it comes. I think that was a good result. I think it was a solid result. It definitely was needed. Um, and it was a good response from some of the criticism that the players received. Rightly so, because I think the criticism was deserved last week. But I think you have to give credit where it's due to say that the response is very good. And particular players, 
I know we'll come on to them late, later, but particular players that really did up their game. And I think we needed it and, you know, we did deserve it on Saturday. Yeah, I think it was the energy to me that that was the most impressive thing watching it back. The, but from start to finish, everyone was into everything. Like we'd patched the midfield. We seem to be playing this new formation that's like a 4 5 one that moves into a 4-3-3-ish type thing sometimes and it packs out the midfield, but everyone's so energetic that it, it relies on everyone's putting a shift. And I think everyone did that on Saturday. Everyone's put in a massive shift and it, it can look like, sounded like an easy game on the radio and it's just a bit of a run-of-the-mill win, but actually looking looking back on it, everyone's working their asses off to, to win balls, to win second balls, to cut off the attacks like um, John Brady wanted them to last week just to stop them from countering attacking like like uh, Hartlepool did. I think the the formation something that I think we I think I touched on actually in the in the group chat that we have before the game I think it was so significant that we didn't change um through a knee jerk reaction to the result that we had last week because I think a lot of people were very disappointed in the result last week and Brady could have easily made three or four changes to that squad but I think now with the hindsight that we have, I think not doing that was a really positive thing because I think as soon as you start doing that, everything becomes a little disjointed, doesn't it? And we really need to have a real level this year and consistency because we haven't had that for quite a long time. And that's Mm. something that's going to get us really moving through this league. You know, if you change your squad every time you lose, then there's no consistency. You have to believe in what you're doing and and Brady said that at the beginning didn't he you know you've he's got to you've got to believe in the players and you've got to ride out those mistakes and those poor results and this idea that you don't have to scream and shout at players to get the response you need to almost coach them through it and I think that was really important to do because they've been through that really difficult patch and they've come out the other side and got a, a decent result and it is a decent result Mansfield were poor we know that but it's still a decent result we've still got a result um, it's yeah. just momentum now, isn't it? I think personally, from a personal point of view, I was incredibly happy with the, um, you know, the the no changes to the lineup, just mm. simply because Danny was wrong and I was right. Danny, <laughs> you you thought Danny Rose was a shoe in to come back in, didn't you? Yeah, I just thought he's had a rest. The Tete might have been taking out the spotlight a bit, but we'll talk about him in more detail a bit later. But he had a great game, a Tete, probably one of his best for us. Um, and clearly he seems something in training. He wants to get some sort of continuity. Um, I think taking away the second striker like you have done is kind of a subtle little change. We've gone from having two out-and-out strikers up there, like he was playing um, Atete and Cabamba or Cabamba and Rose and things, to going with this more packed midfield. It seems to be slowly working itself out because it helps our game so much because we're not just forced to lump it. And the midfield was again being bypassed a little bit in the four-four-two that it sometimes was just a target for Cabamba, just throw it up there. Whereas this is a lot more kind of building, like little intricate passes, little little through balls and things like that. And it relies on everyone pressing all at once and everyone working together. And if one person goes out, then the whole thing falls apart. But it gives us a little bit of an out if one person does drop the shoulders in midfield that they've got packed you know, the packed middle of the pitch, which we did a lot on Saturday. We packed out the middle of the pitch and we didn't get, they, they didn't get near us in the, in the midfield, really. Um, I think we know that, think- from experience that the more we play with the midfield, the better it becomes, doesn't it? it it's so much more natural when we use and utilise our midfield because they are very good players. Um, and, and like Danny said, it, by not bypassing them, we are really utilising that skill that we've got and, you know, Mansfield didn't have have a chance in midfield because we're actually using the skill that we've got and creating things through that as opposed to just being quite one-dimensional, which actually, to be fair, we haven't really been, but our plays close down much quicker if if we're using route one more. But because we're not, I think it's a positive sign. I think defensively as well, though, it's... it's um, like for, for the first goal, actually... Um, there's the header out that they think it's a long throw that goes into the box. They've headed it out and the first man to the ball is McWilliams and straight away he's there and he's breaking up the play and he's feeding it to Azamagaza for his, not, not Thunder Bastard, but I don't know what we'll call it. Grass we'll call it poetry a, in grass motion grass. is what I'm calling yeah. it. Can I explain why I call it poetry in motion? Go on. Because there is no greater gift to football fans in a stadium to 
the response to them all going shoot for him to shoot <laughs> yes. and score. Yeah. That was yeah. so beautiful. It's amazing when it goes in, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. And after that happens, that's great. But um, didn't know he had that in him. Apparently he's been no. doing it in training. Oh, he's now, great. He? We love Azamagaza. Yeah, he's turned into a bit of a fan's favourite, isn't he? Yeah. He's done really well. I mean, it, what, there was a little bit of an argument that me and you had, wasn't there, Danny, about how I said that this is from open play. <laughs> Whereas you're a bit more like, no, 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 it's, it's what did you say it was? Second phase from a throw-in. Yeah, it was. Nonsense. I think we can just about count it from open play. Open can play. I just? Can I just say if you're going to say that it's the second phase from a throw-in, then we it's the hundred and fifty-fourth phase from kickoff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suspect it was in the same kind of move, but I think I think we can claim it as open play, can't we? Both of them. I think so. Yeah. I, th- I think it's. It doesn't matter, but I think it, it's nice to score goals from open play and mix it up a bit. Like we said last sure. week, get that monkey off of our back. Get and, it off and the score back. Those. And, and in my view, we've done it. Yes. Twice. Two yes. goals. That's what we said last week, wasn't it? That we need to score a couple of goals at least from open play in one game. And that will be the monkey off the back. And hopefully the confidence yeah. will come back. And I really do think that we should count both of those goals as being from open play. Fair enough. I think if if they if you look at the official records, whatever it is, they probably are. Um, not sure I'd put Fraser Horsfall on the back post in open play, but no, I mean I, I understand the fact. You know, I appreciate he was up there because of something that was he doing up there. <laughs> but you know, the the, the original. You know, throw in corner, whatever set piece, um, was you know cleared. It was over. It was Dealt done. With. The yeah. phase had moved on. <laughs> oh dear. Um, yes, you're right, Charles. It probably was open play, uh, but I don't think it matters too much. It was. It was a lovely goal. They're, they're literally. I'm like, like that. Go. The players are in the change room now. Going. It, it's not from open play. Open play until the podcast says it is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think going back to Atete as well, um, we really we didn't really have a go at him last week, I don't think, but we, we were kind of saying he needs to get his head up and stop diving around, stop being a little bit petulant. But And he was a little bit early doors here, getting a little bit at the referee. I think he got booked quite early. Um, that was shocking, by the way. Yeah, that it was booking. silly, wasn't that it? That is yeah. not a booking. It's, no, no, it's silly. But um, I don't know. He seemed, to do, he, he seemed to just pick up after that and just really put in the effort and really and I think when he went off it was showed when you know everyone rose to their feet and gave him a standard elevation and that's all we need that you know all that's all we need is for him to show that he's really putting in an effort he's really trying to, to get things done he had quite a few times when he got in behind quite a few times when he beat his man or tackled back his man and stuff and he was he really put in a shift on um on Saturday um and that's what we kind of grew to love about Vidane Oliver wasn't it we were at the first mm. we were yeah, like oh absolutely. who's this journeyman it's a completely different kettle of fish because of the type of player they are but but when he started putting in the effort he started like making a lot of runs down the wing and down the channels and stuff and and you appreciate that you know we, in an ideal world he'd score 20 goals a season but particularly for a kid who's learning he's really responded I think to last week when he did get a lot of maybe not criticism but no, I a think, lot of, question, I think a lot of questions being asked a lot of questions yeah. being asked about him I think and for for him to do that at this age is another learning curve for him. You just, and he like he hit the bar and he, he just if that goes in, you just think he's off, he's off and running. And I, mm. I've got no, I've I've still got no doubts that he's going to score a good number of goals for us because he's got that raw talent. He's got that mentality clearly to bounce back from last week, where you know he's he's been thrown back into it. He's been given another start again, and he's responded really well. So fair play to him. It's yeah. a, it's def a definite test of character and. Uh, a, a show of of what his character is if he's able to respond because look let's face it we weren't happy last week um as a group of fans were we at all and, and not just necessarily us guys here but generally the fan base was not happy um and he did come up against a lot of criticism i think it was fair i don't think it was he was overly criticized but the fact that he's been able to actually respond to that and to have the almost 360 straight away is really quite impressive because for you know we we forget he's 19 isn't he so like Danny said there's a lot of learning to do there but he's really really taken on board a lot of the stuff that 
that people have said and he's obviously got something's gone on in training and it and it obviously has paid off he's he's a talent absolutely and it is just channeling that talent and getting out get the getting the best out of him because i think he deserves to have that shot as well definitely definitely and can we go from one player that you quite like clearly jeffy to a, to another <laughs> one that we know that you definitely do um <gasps> the king was, was was your heart in your mouth towards the end of the game <laughs> no i think that heart's in the mouth now by the way <laughs> He, for, the, he, for the penalty claim, for Jeff. The penalty. Oh, yeah. Was given and then not given. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A little bit. I was, well, well, I was just in a bit of stunned silence. Like, <laughs> um, like you were fearing the backlash. You were fearing that you had to come on here and defend <laughs> yeah, him. Defend, defend for my life. By the way, <laughs> outrageous. Another calamitous refereeing design. What, was, it, was it a wrong decision that was then rightly overturned? Because I've I not got so. to that bit and seen it. I yeah, yeah, it was. So. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was outside the box. Yeah, the guy was running through, and he t- he didn't really take him out. It's just like a tangle of legs kind of thing, and then the line overturned it. I also think as well that um, referees only have one pair of eyes, right? So, I mean, mm. I, what it, is that? What is <clears throat> crucial is that it was overturned rightly. You know, taking aside the whole cobblers fans and who it was, but generally speaking, for a refereeing standard, it's really positive that. It was corrected because it was clearly wrong, um, so that's really good. You know, you know, well done. Yeah, pray, praise, praise be to the uh, the the refereeing team. Absolutely, we um, don't do it enough, do we? No, there we you go. don't. They, and it was they a good did something good. Yeah, really good decision. Well and he saved the king. We love the king. <laughs> save the king. <laughs> that's the only reason <laughs> we'll why you're like king. That. God yeah, save what, the king. <laughs> what actually happened was Jeffy was behind the line, I just screaming at him. Like, you better not let this happen. <laughs> Don't you dare! You must tell the it, referee I, that was I, out of the air. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the king had a great game personally. I still that, think that cross for when a titty hit a, 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 a titty <laughs> a titty hit the bar was was pretty spectacular. Oh, I love it. Uh, I, I must say that I, st- I I still think that he would be better, and I appreciate that he's got to fill in at left back at the moment. I think he would be better as a left winger. Um, I don't think he is as strong defensively as he is attacking. Wise. I would agree there, Charles. Actually, I would agree there. Yeah. I think I'd he's like very to good see when Mills is back. Time. Yeah, I'd like to see when Mills is back, or if we maybe dip into the transfer market in January for a, another left back. If because are we are we thinking Mills is out for the whole season? It I think it is it, quite a bad it? one, isn't it? Yeah. So. I would I would presume that we would probably go looking for a, a left back, at least as a mm. uh, maybe another loan um, in January. Taking off the Kiyoki tinted glasses for a second. Yeah. I mean, I, I love him, obviously. But just talking from like a general point of view, I think mm. he is really quite talented in terms of that breakaway game. And I think going back to what Danny said earlier, this idea that we're packing the midfield, that would look, work really well on the wing and I think we could get some really good quality football going with him in particular if especially if Etete starts scoring and if you've got the talent that you've got in midfield and then you've got people like him on the wing I think you've you've got a really good solid base to play attacking football I think that at the minute because he's having to fill in for Mills which by the way he's doing a really good job because let's face it he was on the you know, supposed to be on the bench, right? He wasn't supposed to be starting. That was yeah. never in He was meant plan. to be a backup, wasn't Absolutely. he? Absolutely. Yeah. And he's done a fantastic job. And arguably, he is one of the better players that we've got at the moment in terms of form. Um, and this idea that he, this attacking football that we're playing, I think once that issue with squad is resolved we could really see some some good football coming out of coming out of that and that's that's only going to stand us in good stead I actually think we've been well we have been really unlucky with the Mills injury because had we have have put those two things together and had the left back and the wing going at the same time that would have been a really strong thing to have but obviously squad is not the squad's not able to do that at the moment yeah I think I think also I mean and we've seen it haven't we when when Mills was fit and uh, Koiki was on the bench. He was coming on not to replace Mills. He was coming on 
as a left-sided winger. Um, he was coming on to be crowned as king. <laughs> let's face it, when he came on for that 10 minutes on the first game, I was... Just, oh, you loved it. Oh, my God. Oh, Great but, um, fun. But, I mean, you look at it and you go, pace-wise, you, Hoskins on the right, Koike on the on the yeah. left. I mean, that's that's a pair of flying wingers. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I agree with you there. Um, but we'll have to maybe... Well, we're going to have to wait another couple of months before we maybe get to see that happen, unfortunately. Um, so, o- overall then, really good result. I know Mansfield are on free fall, but the one thing I will say is that obviously, you know, before the match, quite a lot of Cobblers fans, like on, on, on Facebook, for example, when I put out the... Uh, the preview or Danny's preview for the for the match and shared it in the the Facebook groups the responses and the comments that we got from most people were saying well what happens usually when a team turns up at six fields in a run of poor form yeah this is a valid point and they made (laughs) it well (laughs) yeah exactly it's nice to have not had that hoodoo I suppose happen once again so it is a good result Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers To Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. FA Cup draw reaction time. I think that's the best way to to come into this section. (laughs) Uh, Yes, on Sunday, the FA Cup first round draw was made and the cobblers uh, got a... um, I was going to say plum, but really, <laughs> is it? Well, what kind of fruit would you call it? You um, if you give it a fruit, sa- Satsuma. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's just... yeah. It's not quite the easy peeler, is it? It's more of a more you have to dig in to get into it. I think it's a very vague. <laughs> yeah. We should name all of our. Well, this is assuming we get through. We should all name all of our ties after fruits. After fruits, yeah, all the drawers. Yeah, it's a it's a Satsuma draw. It's a Satsuma draw. (laughs) What? What? I mean, obviously, a plum draw would be, uh, you know, that's the obvious reference point. But Um, I don't know if there are any plum draws at this point. Is there? Well, no, not at this point because that that would be kind of getting, say, well, I don't know. Actually, would it be getting someone like Man United away, or is a plum draw more something where you go and look at it and go, right, we're definitely going through? No, I think I think a plum draw is the big guns. Uh, right. Even I think even like a Southampton or who else, uh, even Leicester. like a yeah Leicester, Brighton, Burnley, whatever that any Premier League type basically. I think someone like Norwich might be a little bit disappointing if he gets around three. That's not quite plum. I think that's probably a bit of a bruised peach. I'd say <laughs> Norwich. Um, bruised. <laughs> um, but I think if you get like a Championship side at home and above, that's quite plum. Okay, because then you've got a little bit of chance of an upset, but I think at this point there's no real plum ties because we've just been up to League One and it's mm. it'll feel even if we get like a Sunderland or Portsmouth, it still feels a bit like we're we going out, doesn't it? I think I think the best actual tie that I saw that made me go ooh was uh, Sheffield Wednesday against Plymouth. Yeah, there's um, oh. I I went ooh at one point. What was it? Let's have a look. It was Scunthorpe. Was this when you were watching the draw or was this later on? <laughs> <laughs> when I was disappearing in the... Um, <laughs> it was um, Scunthorpe, uh, Doncaster. That's a local derby, isn't it? And they're both, oh, yeah. both struggling, both in, struggling. Each, in each division. So that'll be a bit of a, a fun one. Well, maybe. Did you see on the, on the cup draw itself, on the programme on ITV... Um, they were at the club. Is it the club that was the lowest team? Was that? I, I can't remember who it was now, but the the manager, ex-West Ham, and had won the FA Cup with West Ham, I think yes. they were saying. And he was asked, who do you want? And he literally just said, we'll have the worst team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed that, yeah. It's, it's not messing about. He don't want any of the bigger guns yet. He just wants the worst team um, possible. But yeah, enjoyed that. I didn't, like the fact they did the draw at Wembley, by the way, speaking of that, 
So I quite enjoy the whole going to a non-league team that's just got through um, and there's fans just sitting there eating their Sunday roasts and stuff. And they're just, ooh, you get that reaction. But you didn't when poor old Wes Morgan and um, Kelly Smith did their best to build an atmosphere. But um, it's not really the same. It's, 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 <laughs> it's not, yeah, it's just not the same as being in a room full of drunken, excited no, non-league fans, is it? Fans. So I hope they bring that back for the next round. Well, bear in mind that that was a BBC thing, wasn't it? It was the BBC. Yes, that's true. Actually, the yeah. last few years, so it's probably an ITV cost saving. Well, not cost saving, but essentially, it's them saying, "Well, we're not going to spend the money to go and do that." Because I think if you think about, I mean, this is going into welcome to the media podcast, everybody. <laughs> but it's very much going into like the BBC's got a remit, hasn't it? Of of basically, you know, being informative, entertaining, and educational. Whereas, and I know that there's probably at least four people right now going scrap the license fee at us or something like that but you know the the whole remit of it is to do so going to those small clubs will actually be part of you know succeeding in that remit kind of thing whereas itv don't have to do that because they're a commercial Mm. uh channel so they probably just sort of went well we'll just go to wembley and we'll just you know we'll put what the most successful English women's footballer of a generation in Kelly Smith, would yeah. you say? I mean, hugely successful yeah. footballer. Um, next to Wes Morgan, because... who is surprisingly successful. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Title winning, FA Cup winning. I big, know. Big Wes. It, big Wes. Big Wes. Yeah. Could have been a bit more excited though, couldn't he? He could have Wes been, in... yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th- I, think I they, am very it... excited about the <laughs> FA Cup. Uh, literally. I mean, it, to be fairness to him, he's not played in the first round for many years. No. Also, he's, he's probably not done anything like this before in terms of media stuff, has he? Um, no, maybe but, um, not. I'm, I'm not going to tell him that to his face anyway. I don't know if you are, but... I, I <laughs> happily. Just, I think he's a pussycat. He's a lovely, <laughs> lovely guy. He's, lovely he's guy. the type of bloke you want to bring in. Get him in in January. Short-term, short-term deal. Is he not retired? I don't know if he's still at Leicester actually, because he he was played in that FA Cup. He came on in the last few minutes of the cup final, didn't he? Yes. Um, he did, so I don't know if he's he? actually still there or not. But. Maybe he kind of just sort of went, That's it. I'm retiring on a high. I've That's just it. won the FA Cup. I've won the Premier League. I mean, it, I, I I know pretty much every Leicester fan will say, Well, it was pretty unrealistic to expect that to happen. Yeah. But, you know, he's he's gonna be like that going, realistically, I'm not gonna win the Champions League. I've kind of done everything that I can probably expect to do in my career. Yeah. So, he, yeah, he is retired. Yeah. So he is. get him in anyway. Blimey. Is this uh, the second time in two days that I've been more right than you? <laughs> Crikey. Uh, <laughs> anyway, cup draw. <laughs> cup draw. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um Cambridge at home. Yeah. Um yeah. Um it's one of those. I think the the, the most positive way that I can look at it is to say it's not one of those games that is a potential banana skin. Because obviously they're a division above us now, the the sacrilege of that. Um, So if we do lose, then it's not an upset. So therefore, you're not going to get embarrassed. But at the same time, we're at home, so there is a decent chance of winning the game. Plus it's a bit of a derby, you know, the Lloyd-Jones returns. Lloyd-Jones derby, derby. yeah. Yeah. Colin Calderwood um, Derby, actually, in fact. So he was a uh, manager for a bit, wasn't he? He was, yeah. Um, that was his last managerial or go at management, wasn't yeah. it, really? <laughs> yeah. Took took a big break while he was being assistant yeah. to Chris Hewton. Yes. Uh, yes. Brighton. Was it no, was it Brighton or Norwich? A couple of places, Norwich and yeah. then Brighton, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um But yeah, it was he... a bit of a bit of a meh draw, but I think being at home is better. Obviously, if you draw that kind of team away, you think, oh, it's right, like right off, I can't be asked kind of thing. But I think at home, it's actually something we'll get a decent enough crowd for. Like they'll bring a fair amount of fans. It's a different mm. kind of atmosphere on Cup Day, isn't it, as well? Um, and it Is it at Sixfields? I mean, it's been a long time, in fairness, since yeah, I went to an FA Cup tie at Sixfields. I think if it's a different kind of game, like if you're playing a non-league team at home or you're playing a team from the league above, it is different. If you're playing like, someone in the same league I don't think it is very different but I yeah, feel, you know I feel like I t- there is I a little a bit lie. different I tell a lie Derby 
at home. Yes, yeah. Was the last FA Cup tie that I went to. Probably the last yeah. FA Cup tie any of us went to, isn't it? At home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thinking about it. But yeah, I think it's um it, it won't feel like an upset, will it, if we win? But I think it'll still be a reasonable day if we do beat them. It's it's not gonna go down in the annals of history if we go and win, but it's a decent enough chance to get through, I think, and I think it's a chance to go and play a bit more openly, maybe, just have a go. Gung ho is the cup so Keanu Tete might score. Um, yes, yeah, yeah, he loves the cup. Loves the cup. There's a song in there somewhere about Keanu Tete loving the cup. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's a good opportunity. Um, I mean, like I say, I don't think it's necessarily one that you expect to win, but because you're at home, I think you've got added advantage. So we could go round, could get through to round two. I'm not, I'm not, I'm obviously not, you know, shouting from the rooftops about this tie, but at the same time, I think that there would be, like, could you imagine if we were away from home to, like, Bowers and, what was it? Dane Bowers and Pipsy. Yeah, Dane Bowers and Pipsy. Yeah. <laughs> um, that that has, you know. Yeah, I think after last year. <laughs> yeah, in a, way, in a way, it's nice to just be playing a team that, yeah, we could, we could definitely win that, but there's no huge expectation on us to go and win. Yeah, for sure. Um, they're, they're not going to be looking forward to it, I don't think, really, are they? They're not having the best of seasons. They're like 18th at the minute. So I don't think they'll be massively happy yeah. with the draw. Maybe what we'll do in advance of it is we'll get Max Rushton back on. Get him on again. Yes. Yeah, get him back on. If you've yeah. not if you if you didn't listen right back when we first started the pod back in 2018, we, we did have like a special bonus episode of the podcast with Max Rushton in the lead up to us playing Cambridge. And I'm pretty sure the conversation that we had was that essentially we don't really remember many games between the two sides because they're just quite indifferent. Usually, there's not like massive standout events as such that has that has happened. It's not it's not quite a derby, but it is. Yeah, can we get Barry yeah. Glendenig as well? Oh, that and you, we can tug a war. So basically, what you want is a football weekly cobblers to me mashup. Yes. <laughs> Get it done. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Get them in. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Um, well, yeah, there you go. That's 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 our FA Cup uh, draw sorted. Um, Kettering, though, you 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 noticed something about the Kettering yeah. game, didn't you? Dan? <laughs> it is um, the equaliser. I think they're going to a replay, aren't they? So the equaliser was scored mm. by former cobbler Diego Di Girolamo. Wow. Yes, how the mighty have fallen. One from the from the golden age of um, us talking about random cobblers players that we'd forgotten about on our podcast a few a couple of years ago. Lockdown one, I think that was. Yeah, lockdown yeah. one. Yeah, lockdown one. Um, <laughs> but I was surprised to see he's only twenty six. I thought it would what? be it would be like thirty five or something, but he's still in the peak of his career. He scored what a good twenty eight goals in forty eight games. I think it is for wow. for Buxton. Not quite sure what league they're in, but I think I think from what I gather, Kettering were a bit disappointed to go to a replay. So I think they must be lower than Kettering. Well, they were definitely they were two 0 up at half time, weren't they? Well, mm. they were definitely two 0 up, Kettering. Yeah, Brackley was. I well, thought they? saying about it, weren't they, mm. on, on the uh, the radio commentary uh, of our game on Saturday and before the match, the Buxton manager had made some quite um, disparaging comments towards Kettering, where he basically said that he expects to win and, you know, Kettering aren't very good and this kind of thing. I can't I can't exactly remember what was said, but um, at half-time, obviously, the uh, is it John Dunham who works for the Evening Telegraph over in mm-hmm. East North Ants? Yeah. Uh, he was sort of tweeting out saying, um, you know, before the match, a bit of bravado before the match, doesn't seem to be paying off. Yeah. And then at the end of the game, it's a two-all draw and they yeah. take the Bobby's back to their place. That's yeah. Oh it's, dear. Yes, yeah, I'm just looking now. They're in the Northern Premier League, Buxton, and catching obviously in the National League North. So it's a bit odd to be that <laughs> ballsy about thinking you're going to mm. win. Yeah, uh-huh. like a good bit of ballsiness, though. Yeah, you saying we should get him in? Get get him in. He could be ballsiness coach. Ballsiness coach. <laughs> <laughs> he just does the pre-match. 
um, press conferences. Just stood hey. He's a bit like, you know, you know, Leeds, Bielsa, who doesn't need a translator. He just can't be bothered to speak in English, I believe. Um, Is that that's right? Is that I true? I don't know. I don't know. That's what I would like it to be. Um, he's just like, I'm too important. I will speak in my native tongue. Um, and um, you'll just have John Brady and the Buxton manager. And the Buxton manager will kind of translate almost. What he really means to say is that they're shit and we're going to hammer them. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see him come up against Big John Yems in the FA Cup. Oh, well, you're now saying that you want Kettering to go out. Yes, that's true. No, we don't want that, do we? Who did they get um, in first round? If they get was through, it it's York, oh, it's York or more Peth Town. Oh, York. That's, that's yeah, it. it. So, so they've, they've got a tie that, again, would be winnable. Yeah. Um, yeah, Brackley, um, Brackley, if they win their replay, they've got Wimbledon. AFC Wimbledon away. That's a decent decent tie for them if they can get through, isn't it? That is a that's... good tie for them. But it would be lovely if we could have all, I say all three, there's more than three sides in Northamptonshire, aren't there? But all three of the sides that are actually able to be in potentially in the first round be lovely to have all three in them i know that i know that some of our fans were a little bit worried about it weren't they they were sort of going well imagine if we got drawn against either brackley or kettering that would be i would suggest plum television coverage oh yeah definitely uh, and and potential banana skin as well um there's a lot of fruit analogies today Just there is it's monday morning you've had a fruit salad for breakfast <laughs> I've not, I've not, I've just had eggs. Um, eggs, eggs but yeah. Egg, egg, egg. <laughs> anyway, that's the FA Cup done. Uh, emails time. Neil's post bag, Neil's post bag. Send an email, write a letter. Carry a pigeon and deliver. Neil's post bag, Neil's post bag. Address your missives to itsallcobblers at gmail.com and please don't be beastly. Yeah, it's not quite as bulging this week because we won. Uh, last week we had an absolutely bulging postbag after the uh, Hartlepool defeat. Um, so much show that we thought we need to make a show for, for our postbag. <laughs> but um, after we win, everyone seems to be just logging off the social media and going and enjoying it, which is great. Um, yeah. But, I mean, that's fine, isn't it? I mean, I'm quite happy for that. But yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we got an email from Brick Cobbler. Uh, no, it's a tweet, I think. Sorry. Not, not oh, a tweet. Okay. A tweet. Yep. Uh, he says, you would think Adam Morton is our top scorer with all the goal gifts he's been involved in this season. What a top bloke he is. Um, oh, I can only, yes. I can only agree with that. What a guy. Um, mm. I think they were, uh, they were interviewing uh, Fraser Horsfall and Aaron McGowan after the game, they both mentioned getting him into the goal give. I think some of them actually have re-recorded just to get him in there, (laughs) (laughs) which I'm completely here for. Um, Just what a guy. What an amazing guy. Um, It is lovely, isn't it? When (coughs) to have that kind of involvement with essentially the kit man. Well, I say essentially he is the kit man. Mm. Um, But to to have the involvement where it is, do you you remember the, is it all or nothing Man City? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, their kit man was quite heavily involved in that, like he had a big role in terms of in the um, in the TV series. Mm. Um, but Mortz is like he's properly one of the lads, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's so much it. more than the kit man, isn't he? Is just everyone. Whenever anyone talks about him, we've interviewed past players, we've interviewed um, you know staff, we've seen him around the club. This what he brings to the club is so much more than probably his job is because he's just so. So positive and such a great character to be around, and everyone's there's no, never any bad word said about him. So, um, yeah, long may long may he stay with us because he's such a good positive influence in the dressing room. Like we can't lose him. He's got he's got he needs a contract for life. He definitely does. Just keep him there. Yeah. Keep him there. He'll be there until well. He'll outsee all of us. Is what I'd like to think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's, a, he's a testimonial. Get him a testimonial. Oh. That would be brilliant. Yeah. Imagine the players that have come back as well. No one would say oh, yeah. no. That would be amazing. Yeah, get the 2016 squad back together. And um, oh. like halfway through the match, just set up shop on the halfway line. Get the flip-flops out. Yes! <laughs> that actually is a really good idea. You just get the 2015-16 squad back <laughs> and you play against the current squad. And you that imagine. Would be, that would be your game. I mean, don't get me wrong, obviously, because they did do that. Maybe back in the early 2000s, did they get like the 97 
Wembley team back together to play against the current squad. I, I'm thinking sort of Steve Howard era. Yeah, it was some sort of testimonial game, wasn't it? I think was it, I can't remember whose it was. Um, was it Woody's? Maybe well, it wasn't the one where Keith Welch was got his deck chair out. Yeah, that's it? the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, he got a deck chair and a, a newspaper and some like false glasses and moustache type of thing that just sat there mm. reading his paper. Um, was it Woody or was it, was it Ian Clarkson? Yeah, it's somewhere like that. I think. Um, anyway, yeah, let yeah. us know. Let's know. Yeah. So remember. it's happened before, is what we're saying. Yeah, yeah it get, has get, happened. Get them all back. Get them all back. That'd be amazing. So, um, who would Hoskins play for in that situation? Well, he'd do a half for each, wouldn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's his testimonial. This Hoskins testimonial, just do that. Oh, could you imagine? <laughs> oh, get it sorted. All right, I'm starting planning now. <laughs> Next summer. <laughs> Sam, if you're listening, and we know you are, <laughs> we're sorting your testimonial early. Okay. It's going to be fine. What What would be your favourite matchup of that? Like on the pitch, it's got to be like Jason oh. Taylor against uh, who would he who would he come face to face with? Mcwaza, yeah, Mcwaza, maybe, yeah. Um, like I mean, Koiki against Brendan Maloney. Oh, that's, that, that's one. Would that not? No, that wouldn't work, would it? Oh, yes, oh, it would. The, yeah, the, sorry, the yeah. Koiki gets at the pitch, it would. Yeah. No, I was thinking Brendan for some reason. I, I I'd swapped flanks for Brendan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Um, yeah, because it'd be. What would it? What would it be? I mean, a part of me wants to sort of see Rico like score an absolute thunder bastard and just <laughs> yeah. turn around to like the current strikers and go, that's how <laughs> yeah, you that's do how it. That's how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, we had an, the only other message that we actually had this week came from Northampton town, Turkey, um, who, um, who just replied to our, our message or your message that you put out, don't you Danny, mm-hmm. after the match asking for, you know, what, what, you know, what did you think about that game? About the win and uh, the response, the only response we got was, "If it was great to be back in the winning ways," yeah, which it certainly does, it absolutely does. does. Yeah. I think that sums up the feeling of everything. It's, it was getting a little bit dodgy if we had not won this game. I think, um, mm. in terms of which way the season's going, we've got it a little bit back on track. And I think if we can win on Tuesday as well, then we're right back in the mix again, aren't we? And of course, we're playing about. Tuesday night, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, uh, Matt from Stevenage paying us a visit. Oh, oh! I'm I'm quite gutted. I'm not going. <laughs> you do love a bit of Matt from Stevenage. I, I love a bit of Matt from Stevenage. <laughs> um, anyway, keep your emails coming to us. It's allcobblers at gmail dot com. Any questions that you want to ask us? Any opinions that you've got on any of the stuff going in? in or around, on or around six, uh, you know what I mean, any opinions on any cobblers related stuff, let us know, it's all cobblers at gmail.com or follow us on social media, uh, you'll find us at cobblers to me. Uh, the women, Danny, we can't not talk about the women, um, they were in Northamptonshire FA Women's Cup, first round action, away at uh K and a T and a T and a T. Yeah, that. <laughs> Kettering Town women away at Lassimer Park on Sunday afternoon. And they won again. Of course they did. Obviously. Yeah. And they've got to be the favourite. I don't know who else is in this Northamptonshire FA Women's Cup, but they must be strong favourites. Thrapston. I imagine Thrapston will be in there. Yeah. They've got a women's team. Uh, that'll yeah. probably be it. Rawls. Get Peter in it. Get him in there just to beat him in the final. Get him in there just to beat him. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, six goals this week. Mm. Um, And uh, yeah, different scorers again. Like there's only Rachel St. John Moss got two. um, But then Alex Dix, Charlie Cooper, Alex Bartley, Gracie Williams all got one each. Their goals just flying in from everywhere, aren't they? There's there's not really one out and out top scorer at the minute, I think, in terms of... One no, that you'd recognise who's there. definitely... I mean, Leah could only even get on the score she did, she whether she played or not. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but she's been banging in the goals quite a lot. But they're just coming from everywhere. Well, I'll tell you where they are coming from. I know where they're coming from. Oh, they're coming from... It's all cobblers to be sponsored player, Abby Bruins, right foot. Yes. Go on, Abby. I don't oh. know his right foot. Do you know, do you know that I, for I a fact? I'm guessing. I'm guessing. Could have been a dinked header. I did. I... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could have been, I suppose. Let's know, Abby. Next time you give us an update, let's know. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Got two assists, at least, on Sunday. Um, 
set up the first two goals and was named a player of the match. Yes. Um, which deserves a woo! Go on, Abby. Yay! Go on, Abby. Yes. Um, so, yeah, fabulous. Absolutely brilliant. And it's um, also congratulations to uh, goalkeeper Joe Daniel, who made a 100th appearance for the Cobblers uh, in Sunday's excellent. game, which is amazing. Yeah. Considering they've um, not really played much over the last year or so, mm. that's even more impressive. So, yeah, what a joy. Great that's stuff. That's it. Because I don't, I don't know whether you include, like, friendlies in those. Because, like, obviously, if one of the men's team, like, recently, was it Sam Hoskins? Did he make... Oh, it's all kinds of milestones, isn't he? Yeah, loads of milestones. But, obviously, they don't count any friendly games in those, uh, yeah, games played stats, do they? So, I imagine that's the same for Jo. Um, which means she's probably played well more than 100 games in a cobbler's shirt. And... Hasn't just played in goal for all those hundred either. She also had a bit of a go at playing outfield at one point, mm. I seem to remember. Um, now back in goal again. Well, the way this season's going, you might as well play outfield. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just play as a sweeper-keeper at this point. Oh, um, yeah, yeah I mean, incredible. Absolutely brilliant. And uh, also, I believe there were quite a few fans yeah, um, yeah this to is watch. The, this is the good thing about it now. I think there's some sort of, there's a lot of momentum building around this women's team. Helped quite a lot, I think, by the game at Sixfields. That mm, yes. you've noticed quite a few people on our Slack and on Twitter just going out of their way to go to the games again, which is great. Um, just keep going, keep keep going as much as you can because it's a great, lovely little thing to do on a Sunday afternoon. Go out there, see loads of goals, come back, have a roast. Job done. Oh, amazing! Go yeah. watch, go watch the Cobblers roast another team, and then yes, come back and eat your exactly. beef. Roast day. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah I will say a quick shout out to Nick Pentelow, one of our uh, fan club members, our slackers, who let us know how it was going. He went over to watch the game, and um, yeah, so thanks very much for keeping us up to date with what was going on in the game, Nick. That was uh, that was fantastic to see. And obviously, if you'd like to join Nick in the slack then all you've got to do is go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me and join our fan club there you go um right got a couple of minutes left danny couple of minutes spare do you want to do a little league two roundup yeah why not, why not? let's have oh. a, some league two roundup um so i've got a few things down this week first starting with uh forest green which are usually i'm um, completely on board with everything they're doing um not this week though charles not this week have they replaced their bamboo with uh, a bit of plywood? <laughs> they have not, no. Um, they played away at Scunthorpe, and obviously Forest Green, top of the league. Yep. You expect it to be quite a big match every week and stuff. They're quite clear at the top. About 20 fans. Well, probably a little what? bit more than 20. But the away end, I was watching the Quest highlights, which yeah. is where I go to most of the time to get these fun facts and fun things <laughs> about the League 2 Roundup. Um, yeah, it's... Just a smattering of Forest Green fans. And I know they don't get much many at home, but it just seems a bit of a bad support, like bad situation for them. Just like, what are they doing? What else are they doing on Saturday? The team's top of the league, probably the highest they've ever been in their history. Mm. And there's just no support. It's bizarre. That is weird, isn't it? I mean, mm. we, you know, obviously a lot is said about how many you know, people in, in, in respect to the population of the surrounding area of Northampton go and watch the Cobblers at home. But our away support is probably one of the best in this division. Yeah. And probably still in the top half of, of the League One team support, isn't it, for, mm. for away attendances. If we were top of the league, you'd be getting a minimum of a 1,000 at pretty much every single Saturday away game, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like and you'd was... be getting close to that on, on Tuesday nights as well. Yeah, yeah. It's not even like about what we would be doing and stuff. It's just the fact that you just think if they're, they've got clearly got massive plans for future and like they're moving to the new ground and stuff, you need to at some point start thinking how are we going to attract new fans to it and stuff mm. and how do we get fans away from home? How do we entice them? And the football they play is good on the eye, isn't it? I just don't understand it, why there's not, like at least a couple of hundred there. It just seemed like a really awful uh, away support and probably deserve a bit better than that. Is it not indicative, though, of their their size as a football club? Because, I mean, don't forget, yeah. it's, they've not been in the Football League that long. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but 
I, I don't know where I think... they are as well. I, I mean, so where is Nailsworth in like what what are their nearest surrounding places? It's like, it's like are you Gloucester near it in way, Bristol? It? Yeah, it's like Gloucester way, isn't it? I think so. Gloucester's rugby, isn't it? They don't. I mean, they yeah, have a football I think, team, but they're in London. From what I gather, it's Cheltenham is their would be the derby because Cheltenham fans seem really upset by what they're doing. Like they seem really angry with them. Okay, <laughs> so I think that might be um, like the localish team, um, but yeah, I just think at some point they've got to they've got to think what's next, kind of thing. Because if they are going to go up, you know, if they got a cup draw tomorrow, say against Liverpool and Anfield, mm. they'd pack that out, wouldn't they? So there's there's got to be a way of enticing people to place like Scunthorpe. I know it's not as attractive, but I just would expect a little bit more. That's all I'm saying. More than that. Okay. Come on. Do let us know what you think that, you know, clubs could do. I mean, obviously think about with us, maybe, how how we could entice more people to go to matches, home or away. That that would be a good idea, I think, to, to find that day. out. <laughs> yeah, closer <laughs> each day. Brilliant. Um, yeah, what else have we got? Um, Colchester. Mm. Colchester. We went over oh, seven you- and a half hours without scoring. Until the ninety <laughs> fifth nice. minute, okay, it's Harrogate on Saturday, which always seems to happen. It always seems to end these runs with a ninetieth, ninety fifth minute winner, and um, there was a massive, lung busting run up the pitch by Brendan Sarpongwirudu, who um, set up the goal, which was quite What's enjoyable. Yeah, any relation to June Sarpong? <laughs> I, I really hope so. <laughs> really hope so. <laughs> I'll find out. Um, really- no, you are right though. They never uh, any team especially us, but any team that doesn't score for like a really long amount of time, when they eventually do it, it never happens early doors in a game. It's always right at the end. Yeah. You never go and break that gold duck in like the seventh minute, do you? No. no. Um, but that, that gave, gave a bit of joy anyway, after a difficult season again. And uh, beating Harrogate's quite good. Harrogate have done quite well so far, haven't they? Early doors. Yeah, yeah so that's the thing again, isn't result. it? Like Anyone seems to be able to beat anyone in this league. Uh, Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. Want to shout out Ollie Banks of Barrow? He um, scored at the weekend, but his celebration was awful. Uh, he tried to do a, a knee slide, and then he turned it into a attempted dive, I think, or roly poly or something. He just went arse over tip, basically. Um, <laughs> that was pretty awful. Um, concrete Rod Rod McDonald scored an own goal for Carlisle. Oh, bless him! Uh, poor old Concrete. Um, and then the Bradford keeper, former Cobblers keeper, Richard O'Donnell, did a bit of a silly dive when he conceded to Bristol Rovers in the last minute as well. I don't know so what... When you say a silly dive, do you mean a silly dive to try and save the ball from become going in the goal? Or do you well, mean like he feigned like being head-putted? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, he tried to get the ball from going in the corner, but it just felt like it was all arms and legs and no... <laughs> It just seems a bit odd. I think it was the angle that the camera <laughs> like was at. Say, isn't that what I'm doing? A dive trace. <laughs> <laughs> to me, Danny. <laughs> it, just to, legs. it just seemed to flap. It seemed to <laughs> flap at it. <laughs> oh, okay. Lovely. I, I, I do like a little bit of... Um, <laughs> flapping. A little bit of flapping at the end of the pod. Um, right, okay. Well, that's brilliant. And that's our League 2 roundup uh, done for the week. Um Lovely stuff. Um, thank you very much for listening. Before I forget, and before you forget as well, please do go to the fsa.org.uk website and nominate us for the Club Podcast of the Year Award. It really would mean the world to us if we could get nominated for a uh, any kind of award, really. Um, but this one in particular. Um, remember, all of our content, including all of our match previews, they're available on our website, cobblestome.com, and also the Fan Hub app. Plus, if you really like what we do and would like to support us by sending a little bit of money our way, then you can do so by joining our fan club at patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me and get extra content from us in return. Thanks very much for listening. We really do appreciate it, as I say every single week. We'll be back in your headphones or your car stereo or whatever other speakers you listen to us through next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hey, there's the cop.
There's the pictures you'll see on tomorrow's back pages. The Cobblers are going through into Division 1. Bring them on because we deserve it. This podcast is a proud member of the Fan Hub 100. Football without fans is nothing, so we've partnered with Fan Hub to put fans first. Search Fan Hub app to play your part in the journey. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.